Hello. I hope everyone is doing well. If you are here, please say hello. So you can see the topic again today. We are talking about navigating our inner critic strategies for self-doubt. Um, I had done a LinkedIn poll. I don't even know what it was, like maybe a month or so ago. And I asked everyone what was the topic they wanted to hear most about. And this was the number one one. Everyone was really curious about um, you know, showing up as a leader, being self, being more confident, overcoming their inner critic, overcoming self-doubt. So that is what today's topic is about. Um, yes. Hello. How are you? So go ahead. Everyone drop in and say hello. And we'll go ahead and start to kick off our workshop. So just know what will end up happening is um, while I start to intro everything and talk about everything, I'm going to put the comment section to the side. Um, but I want everyone here to feel comfortable to put all the questions they want to put in there. Go ahead, connect, say hello, network. This is all about community and being together and having a safe space. So if you are here, this is for you. <laughs> we're here to welcome you and we're super, super excited about it. So go ahead and say hello. And if you'd like while you're saying hello, maybe share what you're looking to gain from today's workshop. What you know really drove you to want to come and attend today's workshop about navigating our inner critic? Or maybe even share what does an inner critic mean to you? How do you define that? I'm super, super, super curious. Um, I always think it comes up in different forms, different ways. And so today we're going to go ahead and kind of explore that. So if you feel comfortable, please feel free to share. I feel like there is a lot um, in community when we're able to connect and share our stories and see how we can support each other. And please, you know, if you're in the comments and you're sharing a bit about yourself, everyone, please be supportive and, you know, go ahead and, and connect. Love it. So I'm going to go ahead and start to kick us off and move the comments a little bit over for me, at least. So if this is your first time joining one of my workshops, let me just say hello. If this is a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth time, hello again. Um, I'm Danny, leadership and career coach for women of color. I am here if you are, I'm here to work with you. So if you are the first viewer only in your space, you know, and you're ready to pivot careers, get promoted, expand your leadership skills or find your voice, I'm here to help you. You know, so over the last decade plus, I personally have honed my own pivot and promotion skills to grow into the first generation Asian Latina leader that I am today. And I say that because first generation in the sense to graduate college, first generation in the sense to be born in the United States. One side of my family is Filipino Chinese. The other side is Puerto Rican. And so I very proudly say all of this. So for those who either feel seen or identified by that, they I'm here for you, right? We're here for each other. And that's why I always say the first few are only in your space, because a lot of the times, right, we're breaking into new industries, new careers, new roles that maybe our family or friends haven't gone into yet while very supportive, it can be hard, right? So I've really learned throughout my career how to turn conversations into job opportunities. I always say the power of networking really, really helps build that in community. So by able, being able to do that, I've allowed myself to change careers across PR, sales, merchandising, e-commerce, all while achieving loan approaches 11 years, right? So just because we are the first few, it does not mean you have to do it alone. There is so much power in community and as well as role models, which is why we're here today to do that. 
with Latina Professionals Career Connect. Love it. So our topic for today, navigating our inner critic. So I broke it up into two phases. I wrote phase one is going to be listening to our inner critic. And phase two, I wrote supporting our inner critic because I had some thoughts about it. When I first put overcoming, there was something about it that didn't sit well with me when I started to really look at what's going on with my current clients, what's gone with my own experience and what's happened there. It's we're never really going to fully overcome our inner critics, right? And we shouldn't, you know, beat them up about it. We shouldn't beat ourselves up about it. So it's about finding a way to support that when it does show up and when it does come, which is why I changed the verb be a cheer for we're going to discuss it today. So the first phase is listening to our inner critic, right? So identifying and acknowledging the inner critic, understanding what the inner critic is and how it manifests in your thoughts and behaviors. So I'm super curious if you're feeling comfortable in the chat to share, how do you feel like, or when do you feel like your inner critic kind of comes up and shows up? And go ahead and take your time and see if there's anything that kind of resonates for you there. The other thing that I would say is, is one, identifying and understanding when it's showing up. But are there any triggers that kind of help, you know, push that along or help brings it up? Is there anything that's kind of happening when your inner critic is showing up that's impacting your confidence or decision making, right? So understanding and identifying when Yes, that's actually me versus mm, that's when that self-doubt is starting to creep in, right? I think it's really interesting that when this kind of comes up is how can we lean with curiosity and listen to what is showing up to us when we get frustrated, maybe we're having some negative self-talk, um, maybe we're being hard on ourselves, maybe we're not happy with where we're currently at with something, to kind of take inventory and take note at what moments is that showing up and why do we think that's showing up, but versus being hard on ourselves and trying to push through something of trying to identify, hmm, do I have common themes when a big meeting's coming up or there's a deadline or I'm juggling too many things at home between home and work, or I feel like I am the only one doing everything. Okay, let's see what came up. Mm, so at work, it's coming up with interviewing. I see. Let's see. When, I, when you feel like you're starting to get quizzed and you feel like you need to prove your knowledge to others, I see. Okay. When someone points out my mistakes. When recruiters reach out with great opportunities, reaching out to people for a coffee chat and you feel vulnerable. When I feel as if I'm being kept from growing and blocked from my career development, interviews, presentations, when I, uh, okay, that's great. So it sounds like what's really coming up for everyone is, right? when either we're reaching out to network, when we're interviewing, when we are having presentations. Hi, Martha. When we are going ahead and maybe getting feedback or someone's asking us lots of questions, right? So it seems like a lot of themes that are coming up are 
Well, we're kind of feel like we're on the spot, like the spotlight is on us, right? It's this, it's for me, my personal story, it's this, it's this fear of judgment, right? I've had at times too, where I'm going to give a presentation and I'm nervous. And the reason why is because I'm just fear, I'm, I have a fear of being judged of, you know, am I doing well enough? Did I answer all the questions? Um, you know, as like, am I coming across as competent? Am I coming across as supportive enough? Am I coming across of, you know, all of these things start to come up and that's where that self doubt is really, really locking in. Yeah. So it's like feeling like we don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. Totally understand. Or like they don't trust you. Yeah. So it's a lot of like questioning. Either we are questioning ourselves or we think the outside perspective or outside folks are questioning us. So that's all, you know, great that everyone shared that. So let's kind of talk about what more we can do to help support that. Right. So reframing negative self-talk and limiting beliefs. I'm not saying we're like washing it away. I'm just saying the first step is we want to just identify, understand those common themes. And then the next thing is, can we understand the connections between those thoughts and the patterns, right? What can we do in order to empower ourselves within that? So for example, if I am having constant negative self-talk or I'm maybe being a little bit hard on myself because... I did a project and it got reviewed and I got a lot of critical feed or I got feedback back. Right. And my manager's going through and they're seeing all these different pieces of information or all these, all these different pieces of feedback of how you can improve. Right. And you're thinking to yourself, Oh my gosh, I made so many mistakes. There's so many call outs. I'm going to lose my job. They, they don't like me. I'm gonna have a terrible review. I can never get promoted. And I can never get any of these things because of look at all these pieces of feedback that I got. Right. So how can we reframe that? How can we change that? So it's the thinking to ourselves, okay, let's reground it in the sense of, am I getting this feedback back because of my level of expertise isn't up to par? Or am I getting this feedback because that is my manager's role is to provide me feedback? Or is this my second time doing a similar project to this? And look at how much I've grown from where I was before right? So it's trying to understand how much of it really is the fact of, oh my gosh, my boss thinks I'm, I'm terrible and I'm going to get fired versus let me reframe it and relook at it as an opportunity to either focus in on or be happy with the things that I have already grown and accelerated in. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this because phase one for me is like a tip of the iceberg. I think the really great stuff is in the next slide which is phase two, as you can see with my four different sections, supporting our inner critic. So how can we support ourselves? When we are in a place of self-doubt, um, we are worried, we are concerned, maybe we are not you know, speaking so nicely to ourselves internally, the number one thing is to find a supportive network or community, right? Because there is strength in numbers, there is strength in community, as we see here all the time, right? Like the other professionals, when you feel like you are alone or lost or on your own or questioning your abilities, there's nothing more empowering than finding those around you that can help support you and build you up and help quiet down the noise of what we are kind of internally spiraling on. So I think that's always a really, really important thing because you can go ahead and use that as a resource for guidance, for mentorship, for encouragement, that knowing that you don't have to do it alone, you know, the next thing 
would be self-care and reflection. Man. So I don't know about y'all, but when it comes to me, anytime I'm being super hard on myself and my inner critic is coming up and I'm just thinking about all the things I did wrong or how I'm scared to do something or how I'm fearful of this or how I think someone perceives something, nine times out of 10, I didn't do one of these things for myself. Maybe I betrayed my own boundaries and I overextended myself and now I'm exhausted or I'm tired or I'm, you know, irritable. Maybe I didn't, you know, prioritize my well-being and I thought if I could just keep crunching through and doing the things and and working and working and working away, right? I would be really, really great at something or I get something done. But in reality, I wasn't, you know, nourishing myself. I wasn't making sure I was drinking enough water or having proper meals or moving my body. I was just being stuck and, you know, chugging away at my desk, right? Another thing is making sure that you can be kind to yourself, right? When all this stuff comes up. So understanding how can you practice acceptance and kindness for yourself. So if we want to talk about it in a more, you know, overwhelmed sense, sometimes when it comes to our inner critic coming up, it could be that maybe we are overwhelmed because there is just too much to do and we're not getting enough done and we want to take action and it's just not helping. And so we start to say to ourselves, well, obviously I'm not good enough because I can't get everything done on my to-do list. Or, you know, obviously I'm not doing the best at my job because I keep dropping the ball here, here, and here, or I keep getting feedback on X, Y, and Z. So it's understanding how we can maybe take our big, long to-do list, maybe taking our, you know, big projects that are coming down the pipeline and versus trying to shove it down and get it done and push past and ignore how we're feeling, right? is to look at it and say, how can I break this down so it's more manageable so I'm not overwhelming myself and then beating myself up over it, right? Okay, I'm going to check the comments for one second and see how we're all doing here. Yes, it definitely is hard to stay positive if people are trying to say they support you, but they don't really support you. So I definitely would say when we're in spaces where working all the time over time is glorified, we have to reflect on that piece, right? So what is best for us? How can we find a space to feel safe and to feel seen, right? So they're definitely, I mean, I've been in spaces, my clients have been in spaces where folks are working 24 seven around the clock, right? So there's only so many levers you can pull. One is maintaining how much you want to work. Two is finding community that's able to support you through that journey. Because, you know, sometimes you don't have the option to leave if we have to stay somewhere. Option three is finding a space that helps and supports us more and what is more aligned with our values and our goals. A hundred percent. Burnout is not a badge of honor. Definitely not. Okay. Beautiful. So then if we are trying to find supportive networks and communities or careers or companies or industries that are aligned with what we need in order to feel healthy and supported, if we're not able to find that fully within the time that we have for ourselves, how can we figure out things that work for us in order to help support and nourish and take care of ourselves, as well as breaking down what might be overwhelming in order to help us have steps to move forward, right? 
The last piece is building self-confidence and self-belief, right? For when we let our inner critic kind of go off the rails and it's just like really hammering at the door and it's on us nonstop, it's like, how do we put the brakes on it and start to rebuild the belief in ourselves, right? The confidence in ourselves, because you didn't change. You are everything and all the things that are amazing about you are still within you and they always were in you, but it's just about helping to quiet down the inner critic and to re-remember and to re-establish and to reaffirm all the amazing things about you, all the confidence that you have within you, all that self-belief, because there is so much evidence, whether it's for yourself, whether it's with your friends, whether it's with your family, whether it's your coworkers, of all of the things that you've done in order to get where you are, right? Especially as Latinas, as first gen, women of color, we are so strong and so resilient. We are literally born as leaders. So it's all baked in within you, but it's just trying to find a way to remember it. So when we're in moments of self-doubt, the way of doing that is to make sure you are celebrating your successes, acknowledging your strengths so you can help to harness what is already inside you, right? Of course, how do we do that? You know, when I work with either my clients or with myself, even with my friends, I always say you have to know and remember what is the things that are super strong about you. So whether it's this exercise of asking 20 people of either your friends or your coworkers to give you three words that they would use to describe you. It could be, you know, per- professional, personal, doesn't matter. Say, give me three words, you know, that describe me. You send a mass text, you send a mass email. Everyone goes ahead and sends it to you. You put it all, either you write it out in your journal, you write it out in a sheet, and you start to see the common themes, you know? You are empathetic. Oh my gosh, everyone's saying I'm empathetic. Everyone is saying I'm kind. Everyone says I'm a leader. Everyone says, you know, I'm loving, I'm generous, all of those things. And it's great to have that reflected back to you in a moment where we're maybe we're, you know, tired and everything's getting really tough to remember, look at these 20 people and look at these beautiful themes of what they said and know you for, right? And then the other piece is is to practice, to allow yourself to have space to know that not everything will be easy. It will ebb and flow because as we grow and we want to learn and develop and change and be in new spaces, it'll get tough at times and it will weave up and down, but you'll never be stuck in one space, right? And to just know that you have to allow yourself some room for some sort of level of failure and that progress is more important than perfection and just trying is getting you in a better space versus trying to beat you up, beat yourself up over trying to be perfect at it. Okay. So how is everyone feeling about supporting our inner critic, identifying our inner critic, any questions, any thoughts that came up there? A lot of good sharing of how we feel about it. Anything else that you all would like to talk about? Yeah. So interviewing terrifies me. I forget how to communicate the value that I bring with the vast experience I have. I have been there. And I always find that when it comes to this, it's I'm worried that I'm not showing up the way that I really am, that people aren't going to see me for who I really am. Right. 
And the biggest thing that I can do is, is to practice in this scenario. Yeah. Practicing, communicating my value, practicing the experience that I have in communicating that to many people. If I keep saying it, keep saying it, I'm just going to get better at saying it right for whenever it comes up, it'll become a little bit easier, a little bit easier, but also I will believe it. It'll be so core in my identity that it'll start to become unshakable. So I always talk about this theory of unshakable self-belief. That's a big thing that I have with my clients. What can you do to create this list of either it's evidence, facts, information, stories um, that can help you feel unshakable in what you're doing? So whether it's, for example, like salary negotiation, a lot of people start having self-doubt when it comes up um, about negotiating salaries. This sense of, well, I'm not sure. What if it's the wrong number? What if it's too much? What if it's too little? And I say, Okay, what can help you feel unshakable on the number that you want and the number that you deserve? And the facts comes down to is having enough data that will help support their case. So they do market research. They talk to people in those fields. They talk to people with those jobs. And they start to collect all of that data in order to help them feel grounded and sure of where they are. So I always say it's either practice or it's either just making sure that you are super, super unshakable. And that self-belief is just, it's a constant practice for sure. Yeah. So, um, how do you get more comfortable with boundaries at work when your colleague is not respecting them? So <clears throat> the thing that's interesting about boundaries um, and one of my favorite books is, is sitting right next to me. I have it with me all the time. Um, set boundaries, find peace. So a guide to reclaiming yourself. It's one of my favorites. And the big thing about boundaries, right, is we set the boundary and then we have to maintain the boundary. But if someone is crossing the line constantly, you know, that's kind of more so a rule. So it's figuring out, okay, when they cross the boundary, are you just maintaining it or are you letting it slide in this scenario, right? It's hard for me to tell because I'm not sure what the boundary might be. But let's say in the example of you have a boundary. I have this boundary personally. Yeah, me too. She's great. Um, great author. I have this boundary. I personally, on my work uh, calendar, I have my lunch blocked from one to two, Monday through Friday. And it's blocked. And sometimes people will put meetings on that time. Even if it's like an important meeting, like, I mean, within reason, I will go ahead and I'll reply to the meeting invite and I will say, decline. I currently have a block during this time. Here are some new times or please look at my updated calendar. So while people are constantly trying to drop them in at the one to two slots, they know it's my lunchtime block. Um, I actually maintain and hold my boundary by saying, no, I actually can't do that. So that would be an example of where sometimes the boundary is tough and it's just about us maintaining it and making it work for us. Great. Yes. Progress is more important than perfection. A hundred percent. So I feel like sometimes we are just so worried about doing it right, doing it perfect that we almost like numb ourselves or hold ourselves back from even trying to do it. And the beauty in doing something, which is like recovering perfectionists here, the beauty in doing something right is every single time we do it, it's iterations of we're only going to get better and better and better. So a big thing I tell my clients is just do C minus work for the first one. Just use, if you're worried about this resume review or you're worried about having this, you know, big conversation, like 
either write it out and, you know, make it like a C minus piece of work where you're just like doing a first draft or, you know, let that iterate and be versions of where it starts to get stronger and stronger. Nine times out of 10, the first version is like a 90. So um, it's like an A minus already. So usually it's fine. So I just say you just want to get started, right? Okay, lovely. So I have five minutes left. If I didn't get to your question, um, you know, please go ahead and feel free to message me or come and join our next week's call. We have workshops every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going to go ahead and close this up just so we end on time. But thank you so much. If you got to join, if I didn't get to answer your question, please, please, please join the following week and we'll make sure to get some questions answered. Um, let's take a look here. So I'm going to go ahead and close this out. If you want to work together, if you are looking for a career leadership coach, I'm Danny again, leadership and career coach, and I'm here to help you. I primarily work with women of color who are the first few or only in their space that want to take charge of their careers. And how do I do this? I do this with the power of conversations and job opportunities. So if you are, oh my gosh, I want to make a move in my career. I need support in my career. I will help you by helping you learn the power of turning conversation job opportunities, whether it is through networking, building community, finding organizations, whatever it is that you might need to help support you. Because what I've realized through my work is that representations and role models truly, truly matter because they allow us to see what the power that we have and the possibility that there is, right? There's nothing that is more confidence building, self-affirming critic killing, then when we find someone who's in a space doing what it is that we want to do, right? Make it easier for yourself and go and find someone who's walked the walk that you want to go. So find someone who's done that path already and follow them that way. And they'll be able to help you, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And the reason why I do this is because I want you, I want you in six figure roles. I want you in the C-suite. I want representation. I think it's so, 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 so important. So I know some folks had some questions on what it's like if we work together more specifically. So I put together a slide on that so I can kind of explain it. So I do coaching. Private coaching is one-on-one, -on -one, you and me, for six weeks, or sorry, for six months. Weekly, we will meet. So we meet, um, you know, weekly on Zoom. We are on there doing six months of calls. We talk about written action items and homework. I do a strategy and a planning uh strategy session with you to understand like, what is your goal? Are you looking to get a promotion? Are you looking for salary negotiation? Are you looking to break into a new industry? Are you looking to establish work boundaries? All of those things I help you with. And so in the course of those 24 weeks, the first half is really about learning an effective networking strategy for you based on your personality type, whether you're introverted, extroverted, all the verted, I'm there to help you helping you work through your resume, LinkedIn profile, but more importantly, the juicy stuff is understanding how to get job referrals and recommendations, as well as, you know, interview skills, negotiation for salary and benefits, which is always a really popular one. How to identify your team of mentors, sponsors, and community, as well as creating a plan for your career, whether it's leadership or promotion, right? So that's how we work together. What I'll do at the end of this, once I close this out, I'm going to drop in the comments my contact information, and you can go ahead and access it there. But Thank you so much for joining and for being here and taking 30 minutes out of your week to say hello. And please, 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 thank you for being a part of the Latina Professionals community and joining Latina Career Connect. 
We're here every single Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And if you want to connect with me, I will drop my information in the comments. So I'm actually going to be on vacation starting tomorrow. So next week, Rosa is a leadership coach. She's a good friend of mine, and she's going to go ahead and guest host next week's workshop. She is amazing. So you'll be in really, really good hands with her next week. And then I'll be back the week after. But Thank you so much, everyone, for asking questions, for engaging, for sharing your stories, for sharing your concerns. It really, really means a lot um, that everyone can come in and have a safe space and do all of that together. So thank you so much and have a good night. Bye.